Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 215 of the Ask the Coach show, where Ping Skills helps you improve your table tennis. It's Technique Tuesday, and today we'll be talking about the basic stance in table tennis. In the questions, we talk about practicing your third ball, improving out blocking, and whether to buy an indoor or an outdoor table. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, Super Coach Alois Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Thank you, Jeffrey. And uh, yes, uh, interesting show again today. And uh, on this day, Jeffrey, we'll go straight into it. it Absolutely. Was, yeah. Um, very, very exciting because we do talk about this a little bit um, every now and then. We talk about um, Groundhog Day. So, yes. Yes, so the tradition of Groundhog Day started in 1887 in North America. So there you go, Groundhog Day. Wow. And um, so that tradition is they get the groundhog out or something and tells whether there's going to be more winter or, or not, something like that? That's right, yeah. So, yeah, the groundhog comes out and whether, yeah, so if there's sunshine, I don't know, sunshine on it or something, it, yeah. But the movie is great. <laughs> The movie's great, isn't it? Yeah, because in the movie, he wakes up every day and it's Groundhog Day again and again and again. And you know what a movie movie. buff I am. That's right. You know what a movie buff I am. (laughs) Alois never remembers if he's seen a movie or not, people. But anyway, um, that's very interesting. I'm glad. Hopefully, it's not Groundhog Day today. For It is Groundhog Day today. It is. That's right. It is Groundhog Day today. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so hopefully it's not going to happen again and again and again. Anyway. <laughs> well, it could be a good day though, Jeff. That's right. It could be a very good day. Now, Alois, the last Pink Sealers question of the day, you're pretty excited about this because you love this Lehigh Table Tennis and it was, should there be an international Lehigh Table Tennis League? But people didn't seem to love it as much as you. Jeff, I'm devastated. I'm devastated. I, I saw this Leha and I loved it. Like, it's it's so entertaining where, you know, one person oh. is, is back there, you know, chopping and another one's hitting and it's it's just beautiful, pure table tennis. And, and like, we had two responses. It's so. like, you know, people just going down and watching some handball in the at the local primary school, you know, they don't quite like to serve, not nah, dislike it, not nah, catch it, not. Nah. The rally doesn't get started for five minutes because they're too busy disliking the return they get. Uh, Jeff, it was like that two or three. They they just go bang, no, nah, don't like it, bang, don't like it, bang. And then they're into it and they're beautiful chopping and hitting and Leha guys, Leha, get onto it. I love it. <laughs> no, no. I mean, we've just had the German Open. Look at that final, Samsonov, Ma Long. I mean, such beautiful power table tennis versus the, you know, Ma Long, the power, the elegance of Samsonov. I mean, there's yeah. just no comparison. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, yeah, Ma Long, Samsonov is great too, but Liha, come on. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, don't feel bad that you didn't answer that being silly as a question of the day. Alice just, I don't know. Anyway, today, Leha. though. Today we need you to answer the Ping Seals question of the day because it's a good one and we need some help with it. It is, how do you overcome bad form? 
So jump on our Facebook page and let us know or go to the Ping Skills blog at pingskills.com and tell us how do you overcome bad form. If you're playing Leha, what you need to do is you need to just be a little bit more oh, consistent. You can stop listening to him now. <laughs> All right. But this may apply to Leha table tennis or to, you know, the proper game, Alloys. It's Technique Tuesday, and today we're talking about the basic stance in table tennis. Tell us about this. Yes. So the, the basic stance is really important. So um, what what you need to be really focused on is making sure that you're um, down nice and low. So I see a lot of players, especially when they're starting, standing up a little bit too high. So they're standing up too high. And if you're standing too high and tall and with your, with your feet narrow, it's difficult to move and it's difficult to then uh, balance yourself, especially if, the, if you need to move quickly um, or even if the ball just comes there and you're trying to play your shot. So, the basic stance is so crucial. Get your feet wider, get your knees bent, and get down really low. As I mean, to start with, you can't get down low enough. You know, just get down as low as you possibly can, and and um, and feel ridiculous. Um, and you'll be starting to get into a position that uh, that is just about right for you to start to play some table tennis. The the legs are crucial. Um, in all your strokes in table tennis, you need to be down low to start to utilize your legs. So, you know, we often say the the for me, the most important muscles in your body are your leg muscles because that's what gets you around. That's what uh, stabilizes you and balances you to play your shots. So, so by getting down low, you're starting to engage those um, the the quad quadricep muscles, and you're starting to um, be able to balance yourself much better. So the basic stance, absolutely crucial. Must do it, must do it well um, to uh, to start to play table tennis better. All right. So everybody get down low. Um, but when you say get down low, you don't mean just kind of bend your knees. You mean get your feet wider, which will bring you down. Maybe even like, you know, wider than your shoulders. Absolutely. So this is me standing in my normal position. So now I'm going to get my feet nice and wide. And look, I'm now down this low. And that's actually a good position for me to be playing my shots in. So I've gone from here to to here just by getting my feet out wider and bending my knees um, to get into position. All right, so everybody, next time you go out on the table, just check your basic stance. Make sure you are down low. Really, really important. Yeah. Sorry, Jeff. The the other thing that uh, that players often ask me about as well is where do you stand in relation to the table with your basic stance? And I think that's important too. So when you when you're uh, positioning yourself at the table to start with, just somewhere where you can just touch the table is a good um, position. So. You don't want to be too far away where you where you um, can't touch the table and you certainly don't want to be too close because then if they serve it long at you here, then um, it's going to be difficult. So from this position where you just comfortably can touch the table when you're in your basic stance um, is, is ideal because then you can reach the short ball, you can move back and reach the back, the, the longer ball just with one step. So that's the, that's, that's, your distance, and then um, 
when we think about where we need to position ourselves across the table is also important. So we don't want to stand all the way over here, obviously, because then your backhand becomes too difficult and you don't want to position yourself too far over on your backhand corner because then your forehand becomes difficult. So as a guide, when you're, again, when you're in your basic position, your basic stance, if you can just put your bat, the edge of your bat on the middle line. So when you're doing that, you can then move to both sides equally easily. So, yeah, you don't want to position yourself where the line is in the middle of your body because then because your, your reach on this side is less than your reach on, on the forehand side. So position yourself where that bat is on the middle line. So there's some, there's some um, ideas for you and see if you can start to position yourself well. Um, make sure you're down in that nice uh, low uh, ready position as well. Yeah, excellent guide there, Alois. And I guess people can just adjust that slightly as they, um, you know, learn more about their own game. But it, it's a good starting point. Yeah, yeah. All righty. Yeah, well, let's. If I, oh, if I can, yeah. if I can, one more, one more thing. Um, yep. so again, we get asked this quite a bit as well. So the other thing is just your rotation to the table, and and you reminded me of that there as well, Jeff. So if um, if you're a, more of a forehand-oriented player, then you can turn yourself slightly this way. If you're a little bit more of a backhand player, you can be, you know, really square on or a little bit to the backhand side. But often I get um, people say, oh, my um, my forehand's good, but I can't play... Uh, sorry, my backhand's good, but I can't play forehands. And often that will just be because you're either too square to the table this way or you might be turned this way. Uh, towards your backhand, which makes it easier for your backhand. So by just adjusting your feet slightly around to the forehand position, then it opens up the possibility of playing forehands and, and vice versa. So so also just consider um, your rotation um, at the table as well. So, yeah, sorry, I just... Um, no, no, it's a, it's a good point. And I guess when you watch people, Alice, you can pick that up pretty quickly. And so, yeah, it's just... Brings me on another point. Alloys, our premium members can send us videos of them playing their games. So, or, you know, practicing. So if you're a premium member and you haven't sent a video in yet, film yourself, send it in, and we'll give you some feedback. Um, it's really helpful for us to help you, and hopefully um, you'll get a lot out of it too. All righty. Let's move on to the questions, Alloys. And first up, Ilya, using the Google Q&A app, has asked, when I practice third ball attack from my forehand, I can loop the ball with good pace. But when I play third ball attack from anywhere, I cannot force the pace. I can consistently open up softly, but I feel extremely awkward when I try to add power. Do you have any help? Yeah. So this, I, I think um, here earlier, it will be um, just about uh, being able to react quickly enough to get yourself into position. So if you know the ball's coming to your forehand, as you said, you can, um, you're can you playing with plenty of power. So you're, you're here, you're, you know the ball's coming here, you're preparing, you're turning, and then you're able to generate that pace. When you're not sure where the ball's coming, perhaps you're not getting back into that position to be able to, to generate um, enough speed. So, so one, it's about practicing that drill a lot more. So practice um, doing the third ball where they're pushing the ball anywhere. Um, this will help you to start to track the ball better and to read a little bit earlier 
where that ball's coming to, which side the ball's coming to. So by doing that, so by seeing where the ball's coming a little bit earlier, you can get better preparation. Um, you're here, you're back, and you can generate more speed. So here, you can rotate um, and generate more speed. Um, when, you're, when you're close to the table, don't try to turn your feet too much this way or that way because you won't have time. Really focus on the rotation of your upper body. So here, quickly twist back and forward or back and forward here. So um, you haven't got time to move your feet around too much. So just focus on that rotation and that will help you to generate more power um, as well with the third ball. Yeah, yeah, good good answer. I mean, it, it seems like, yeah, if you can play a good powerful forehand from the forehand side, then, then as Aloy said, it's most likely you just need to get in the right position. But sometimes I've also seen, Aloy, some people are like comfortable playing the forehand from the forehand side because they've practiced that a lot. But when they come around to the backhand, it seems like they're concerned about the angle or but they, they seem to play the stroke differently from that different position. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, and I think, I think again, you know, players tend to um, have areas that they like to play from and they tend to practice that more and more. It's important to just branch out as, as well, you know, just start to experiment. Um, hitting, hitting a forehand from the forehand corner it can feel quite different to hitting a forehand from the backhand corner. It can also feel different to hit the ball down the line or cross court. So just start to explore all of those possibilities in your training, you know, uh, vary the positioning of your topspin, vary the positioning of where you're playing your, your shot from, um, and that will really broaden your game as well. Yep, excellent. All right, great question, Ilya. Um, Jeff, I'm um, interested in uh, you reading the next question. <laughs> I'm sure you are. Um, Victory has said, I just watched the Omanoiadam Hajavazalu video. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's hilarious. You should re-watch it. And yes, he's right. You should re-watch it. So we will, as always, put a link. Oh, in thank the you show so much. Notes. Thank you so much. <laughs> you are welcome. Good one, Victor. Seriously, if you haven't seen it, go to the, go to the blog, check out the show notes and watch it. You, you, you won't be able to not laugh, promise you. All right. Um, next question is from Tan. He says, hi, Alois. Should I always flick a side spin backspin serve with my forehand, backhand, and only touch pure backspin serves? Because when I try to touch a side spin backspin serve, it's hard to control most of the time and goes high. Yeah, um, you need to have both options. So um, with the side spin backspin, so it's good to be able to flick it, but it's also good to be able to push that ball short. And you can do that. So if, especially if there's side spin with backspin, then um, then you can push that ball back, especially at. Um, you know, club level, I've, I see a lot of players just trying to flick um, every every return. And it's often not effective because the flick just isn't strong enough yet. And when when you're not flicking fast, so if they serve the side spin, back spin, the ball comes there and I just roll the ball back basically, then all it's doing is opening up the attack for my opponent. So my opponent then is ready and can just come in and play um, a strong shot. So in that situation, you're much better to be able to touch that ball short and keep it um, low and short over the net 
um, stop your opponent from making the attack. Um, but having said that, you, you, you can flick that side spin ball as well, um, but you need to develop um, flicking it faster and stronger into, into better positions um, as well in a game situation. So, so develop the ability to do both because then you're less predictable um, and it opens up different possibilities in the rally. So um, if, if, for example, you're a better um, rally player than the other person, then, yeah, just a flick is good because then it gets you into that um, open rally. If you're better at making um, the first attack um, and you can keep that ball short with uh, with a short push, then that's better for you because then they're going to push the ball long and you make that first attack at them. So um, tailor it to your own game but yeah don't don't just think oh, i've got to flick every ball because i'm attacking because if it's a weak attack then it's not that effective yeah yeah good point and um so yeah tennis having trouble with that one and pushing it high um i guess it's just a matter of practice um to to get yeah. the backspin ball lower yeah, and and maybe maybe Tam, you you might just be misreading it slightly as well. Maybe there's a little bit more um, top on it than you than you're thinking, and, you, and you're just not seeing that because of the side spin. So, um, yeah, um, but adjusting. So even if it's got top, um, you can just come down on the ball and and come underneath it, uh, or sorry, come down on the ball to to make sure it doesn't fly up. If you if you have your bat at that angle and it's got a little bit of topspin on it, yes, it will go up higher. So, so just turn your bat down and come down on that push. Um, All right. Excellent. Hopefully that helps you out, Tam. Good luck improving that return of serve. Um, next up, Matthew says, um, I am having difficulty with my defence. My offence is good. I can't seem to get better at blocking because my partner doesn't hit fast topspins, so I don't block anything. What should I do? Is it po- if it is possible? How do I block a slower hit? Yeah. So the the slower hits um, can be trickier sometimes, and that's why we uh, looking at it from the other side. That's why when we talk about our forehand topspin or backhand topspin, um, it's sometimes good to play a slower topspin. You know, like it's not always about playing the fastest topspin you can. So. Um, how do we block that slower ball? The first thing is to make sure that you're getting that ball at the top of the bounce. So if you're letting the ball drop and it's slow, then you've got to generate all the speed yourself and it's a little bit more difficult because the ball's lower. So make sure the ball is at the peak of the bounce. And then you need to generate the speed by going forward with your block. So don't just put your bat at the ball because the ball will drop off because there's not enough speed. So you need to push forward on that ball um, on the backhand block or on the forehand block as well um, to get to generate the power. Um, if you um, uh, feel confident, you can also then start to think about um, counter spinning the ball as well. So, so there are different options, or or even punching the ball. So we've got uh, we've got a video on how to counter a slow spinny topspin. Um, so I think that's relevant here as well. So whether it's got a lot of spin or whether it's um, hasn't got much spin, if it's slower, you can um, you know uh, punch the ball as well or counter spin the ball if you're um, in good position. Um, otherwise, if you just want to uh, push forward on that block, uh, block then um, you'll be able to get that uh, effective block as well. 
Excellent. All right. I'll put a link in the show notes to that, how to return or how to counter a slow spinny top spin. And on a similar note, Victory says, how do I block a power loop into my backhand area? I have a weak backhand and I can't return the ball. Help. Yeah. Um, so often, often that's about uh, watching the ball well first. So by watching the ball, uh, we've got a little bit more time to react and to get our bat into position. And if it's fast, you don't, it's the con, uh, contra of what we were just talking about. You don't need to push that bat forward a lot. You can basically just let the ball hit your racket and use the angle of your racket to get that ball onto the table. Um, so often often um, with uh, the faster topspin, people tend to panic a bit as well. So they see that faster ball and they do that and they tighten up. If you can, if you can, just um, focus on relaxing and just let the bat do the work. And the best way to to get to that stage is to get someone to keep top spinning fast at you. It's um, it's it, it's just your brain adjusting to the speed of that ball. So the first time we see something coming that fast at us, we we panic. Yeah, but. The more times we see it, we start to relax a little bit more and then we see it a bit clearer and we see it a bit earlier. Um, so th- if you can get someone to, to fire some balls at you fast, you know, like even some faster um, multi-balls, so get someone to just uh, top spin some balls at you with multi-ball really fast, you'll start to um, be a little bit more relaxed at that pace. Excellent advice. Okay, good luck with that block. Um, victory. Okay, now moving on to Gaurav's question. He says, I'm planning to buy a table for playing outside, but under the canopy, but I can store it indoors. So I've got two options. One is the indoor with regular wood top of 25 millimetres, and the other is an outdoor with 12 millimetre um, compreg wood top. He says, I'm confused. Please advise. Uh, Gaurav, go the indoor table. Um the the outdoor tables are getting better with their bounce, but um, if you've got that option of storing it inside, uh, go with the indoor tables. They're they're a much better bounce. They're a much better quality in general. Um, and uh, the the I suppose the really important part is though that you need to make sure you store it inside. If you leave it outside, it gets wet um, or even just damp, and the and the uh, water can get into the wood. Um, that's the that's the biggest threat. So if you if you're playing outside at, and it isn't in the sun because you've got it under the canopy, um, pack it up, uh, store it away. Um, that'll be good. But yeah, def- definitely go the indoor table. Much better bounce. Excellent advice. Hopefully that helps you out, Gaurav. Um, yeah. So I guess those outdoor tables are better when um, you know they're going to be exposed to the weather. Alrighty. Thank you, everybody. That wraps up episode 215. Uh, Great questions again. Thanks for watching. Make sure you visit pingskills.com. And as always, thank you, Alloys. Uh, Thanks, Jeff. And just get out there and uh, just have a look at that Lee Hart. It's beautiful, beautiful Lee Hart.